M. Rossiano. He's a refined diva. I'm like a dumpster fire, batshit crazy diva, and he's a refined diva. And Michael Lucas. I mean, to think there's a universe where you could be rewarded with $100,000 for not having sex, I would have been making bank. This is M. Salation. I, I dispute the theory. And, what? And what? The reason. What are your facts? I don't care for them. <laughs> You're in M. Salation. Hello and welcome to M. Salation. This is the last time I'm going to say it for season two. We are at episode 40 of season two. And it's the very last regular emsolation for the year. My name is M. Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, and your spiritual guide over the next 50 or so minutes where you will relive in all its glory our Christmas live emsolation spectacular. Yep, we did it. Sunday night, the team and I pulled off Emsolation Television and it was more than we could have ever hoped for. Now, I know many of you have watched it, but I think listening to it back will give you an extra appreciation for what we did. And also not everything from the night is in this podcast because both legally and morally, we probably couldn't pop it in. Hashtag Nancy Reagan. That will only make sense to those of you who watched it live. It was a good time. It was a wild time. 5,000 of you showed up, 5,200 in the end, showed up to watch my version of a Christmas variety podcast camp Australiana musical show, (laughs) the one I really want to make for television. And I really went into the night planning for it to be super professional and I wanted it all to run very smoothly and I was going to like keep my head and Michael was going to be good old reliable Michael and Michael went off piste and everyone enjoyed that. But I wasn't expecting that to happen when I was filming like, you know, my trial TV show. (laughs) It ended up being a hot mess as I think everyone expected it would be. Except me. I was surprised at the end. I was like, how did this happen? And then everyone looked at me and said, have you ever been to any of your shows? And I was like, okay, good point. Fair enough. But I want to thank my entire team, Ben Wosley, Liam O'Brien, Lucy Gransbury popped in, Michael Lucas, Marcella Rossiano, Barrow, James Henderson, Nathan Henderson, his twin brother. Who am I forgetting? Ezekiel Fenn. He's listening now editing going, bitch. <laughs> we couldn't make this without you obviously. And when I say we, I mean I. I'm not the queen. I couldn't make this without you, my team. And um, each week you help me bring this thing to life. And to the Emsolators, my community, thank you for showing up for two years now. Next year's going to be bigger and better. I fully intend to do one of those live specials once a month. We're going to have to invest in a studio somewhere. There's going to have to be Emsolation offices. We're taking it big time, baby. If you want to watch the special, you still can for as little as five bucks. And I suspect after hearing it today, you may want to go see it for yourself. But I do want to point out uh, anything that I reference in the podcast, we tried to make it not too visual, obviously. Anything that I reference in terms of Ben Affleck and J-Lo or what Michael Lucas was wearing or Michael Lucas's red carpet photos, anything that we referenced visually in this podcast will be on the Emsolation Instagram. Marcella will put it all up tomorrow. But I do highly recommend, now you know that it happened and everyone loved it and the feedback's been incredible, um, you can go and watch it up until this Sunday. So um, for as little as $5, as I said. 
Okay. Well, I'll be real with you. It's 7pm on Wednesday night, the 15th of December, and i am just started my Christmas shopping today. <laughs> Fuck. Elio is screaming. He's just got out of the shower and yet to cook dinner. I'm still in the act of where I put on at 5am and I wanted this introduction to be like super funny and clever and heartfelt, but I am crawling to the finish line as so many of you are. I'm tired. You're tired. I hope that this podcast right now that you're about to hear gives you some energy. However you're listening to it, prepare. It's a lot, but when isn't it? <laughs> My God, Elio sounds like he's being murdered. I hope you can't hear him. He's screaming. Some good news for me today is Skip got delivered and I just said to Marcello, you know you're old when a giant bin excites you and oh, I can't tell you, I'm going to fill that thing. This whole house is, you know what I said I want for Christmas? I want a clean house. Well, I'm going to give it to myself. I've got to skip. It's time. When a skip arrives, mummy is very serious about a clean. My, my daughter's used to waking up on a Saturday morning with Dua Lipa playing at about seven and me aggressively mopping and vacuuming so that they'll wake up and help me. We've gone to a whole fucking new level now. There's a skip. I saw them both go, oh, my God, because they know what that means. So this is my way of saying thank you very much and I'll get most if I talk about it. It's been a hell of a year, a year in which we kept making this podcast. Michael made two TV shows. I made a TV show, got second on The Masked Singer, got second at the Podcast Awards, 5,000 of you turned up to a TV show. Michael Lucas won an actor for Best Drama and Best Director and we – um through this crazy year, kept doing the thing that we love because you guys kept showing up. So for both of us, for the TV show, for, for everything, you keep being there. And I'll, I'll just, I want you to understand that I don't take that for granted. All right, that's enough from me. For the last time, oh, I want to remind you before I go. Actually, I'll wait till the outro to remind you. Okay, you got to listen to the outro because I'm going to tell you about the summer series and the exciting four interviews I did manage to do before I decided that I just couldn't go on. Listen to the outro. For the last time in 2021, I'm going to say it. Play the music, Zeke. M. Luciano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, and together with my best friend since I was 11, screenwriter and actor award-winning Mr. Mm. Michael Lucas. <laughs> we bring you this podcast every week, and this week is kind of special, isn't it? We do need to talk about the Actor Awards. All right. I'm very excited. Do you have your Actor Award here? Look, you wouldn't read about it, Em, but I do. What? It's, in fact, right behind. Congratulations. Oh, look, thank you. Thank you, audience out there. Yeah, that is incredible. I'm so proud of you. Thank I you. I mean, you were obviously robbed. I mean, I've still robbed. got one in hand. Let's not forget that. Yes, but, you know, at least You wanted multiple. You wanted the, like, like Beyonce or Adele would clutch several and they would have to, they would have the straining shoulders thing happening. Well, you were nominated for 16 for the newsreader. How many did you take out? Uh, five. That's not bad. Well, you know. <laughs> and many of the nominations were in categories where we had multiple nominations, so we couldn't possibly get, you know, the full 16. Ah, 
possibly get the full 16. I was nominated in multiple. First of all, let's see the celebrities you did get to schmooze with. There's your husband. Married to him. Looking He's here stunning. present tonight. Incredible. And he, of course, wore the burgundy, the, the red velvet. What a reveal. What, what a, a reveal. reveal. <laughs> so excited for that. You were hanging out with... Oh, oh, Queen Mark Downey. Queen. Absolutely. She, I mean, she... Oh, she was loving it. She was wandering around going, I love showbiz. She really, <laughs> she really was. <laughs> She was having a lovely gin at the after party. She was chatting to all sorts of journalists. She was in heaven. Nice colours and Patty Frock, straight designer, when everyone saw that. Stunning. Okay, who have we got next? Oh. Sarah Snook Chivroy. Someone's dropping the A-listers. Oh, totally. And, of course, right before the succession finale, she was in spectacular form, as you can see. Michael cast Sarah in his first film. So yep. Michael basically broke Sarah, just so you know. Okay, and this is contentious. I want everyone to see Lisa Wilkinson. Lisa liked me best. And now what's happened? She whispered in my ear, I like you better. No, she did it at all. We were talking about you. That's how we bonded, of course. Well, she did love the show too. But we were, <laughs> we were definitely talking about you. That's all that matters. And also, can you, like, Lisa Wilkinson. Let's what? not make it about, let's not. No, but also, how good does she look? Yes. That is incredible. But let's not congratulate women for how good they look at a certain age. Let's not that's No, not but I that. just, okay, sure. So, okay. Now this. I surreptitiously took. This was so super this dodgy. is Roy from Five Bedrooms, mm. and so when he was backstage, uh, Tiger was sitting there, and he thought, you know what, I'm just going to go have a chat. And I feel like this shot looks a bit like Tiger might be bored, and Roy's talk talking his ear off. I'm it so wasn't. glad you said that it, it live. Was, it, no, 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 but it was not like that. I can confirm. It was a very good conversation, and basically, I decided that it needed to be recorded because if you're having a chat with Tiger, you don't want to. No one to know about it. And so I was sitting there at the food table, just like getting the phone yeah, out. Yeah, but that's what oh. I want to know. How did you get this shot? Like, 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 got the phone out, did the zoom in, just did the click, click, click. Yeah, so this is an illegal shot of Tyka. <laughs> Amazing, that's so great, good. So you were schmoozing, you were having a good time. Now on the telly, your award came up first. I know, which was great. But in, in the actual fact on the night, did you have to wait a long time? No. Because I was waiting for the day. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Look at her. Look at that face. I mean, you would think she was 19, not a day over. Absolutely. Well, when we when we said that, when we met Baz, who introduced, well, sort of introduced Adrian. No, you we, and Adrian we met working for him, mm -hmm. yes. Um, and we said, Could we, let's just get a photo for this again. Because he was trotting us around all of his assistants saying, look, I made these two fall in love. The same thing could happen for you. Keep working for me forever. You never know if you'll meet your husband. That's what he was saying. What? Yeah. Baz took credit. No, he should have. Yeah. But also, also, he had a whole... What was really weird was he had the equivalence of me... Um, swarming around him, at, like in his in a his way. You were a minion. Yeah, I was a minion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the weird thing was, they did look exactly like me. They looked like me, only younger, slightly sweatier, and more anxious. But yeah, they looked like me. And so I think he wanted to assure them, you two can have your happy ending. Yes. But then when we wanted to get a picture. He said, "I'll take it." I love that. Yeah. I love that Baz held it and insisted. It's much like having a photo with me. I it insist is. on the angle, the lighting. He did, and he the instantly went round to make sure that the lighting respect. was full on. Yeah, everything. everything. I respect that. Look, Look at that face. He got the jaw. Yeah. Nothing's moving, and nor should it. No. Wouldn't dare. No. <laughs> you look ancient next to Baz. <laughs> but let's get to the moment. It was very exciting. Rebel Wilson announcing. <sighs> and she's a good friend of yours. I'm sure when she saw you, she recognised you immediately. <laughs> I did I did know Rebel quite well back in the day, mm. back when she did Bogan Pride. Mm. Yeah, so I was very excited when she announced. And time did slow down. And the weird thing is, it was so slow that I knew we'd won from the first twitch of her mouth. What? Yeah, because we're. I think we're the only one that started with the, and I could see she's, oh, she's going a T. That's how slow it was. So it was, and I'm like, we've won. Let's look great. at the moment right now. 
And the Actor Award for Best Drama Series goes to the newsreader. And to our director, Emma Freeman. The show was in large part... It was a show that was about some pretty terrible bosses and Emma was the absolute inverse of that with such vision and patience and talent and sheer bloody stamina and we wouldn't be here without her, so thank you, Emma. Oh, oh thank you. And also, Lady Gaga on the project this Sunday. I'll be watching. Anyway. Oh, good. Okay, good. So you've got up there, you've done your little speech. Yeah. And... I did, I did, when I walked on stage, because I haven't seen Rebel, the last time I saw Rebel was literally the night that she was about to start filming Bridesmaids. That was what she was doing the next day. We had dinner in LA. Yes. And she said, I'm doing this film. It's for Judd Apatow. I didn't even know who Kristen Wiig was at that time. What? No, I know. Rose Byrne was who we were talking about. Anyway, that was the last time I saw her. And then uh, since then, yeah, the next time I saw her, I'm up on stage. But there's a flood of people coming. And I thought, I'm going to commit to it. And I'm so glad it was a wide shot you can't see. Because I was like, hi, Rebel! And she was like... Congratulations. Oh. <laughs> it's fine. I'm sure she was kicking herself backstage when she realised it was Michael Lucas. I'm sure she was. But for me, other than you winning, the moment of the night was when Rebel Wilson, she kind of let everyone know how Russell Crowe reacted to meeting her the first time they met. I have to tell you guys a story about the very first time that I met Russell. I was a young actor. I was like 19. And um, he was sitting there having dinner with Nicole Kidman at STC. And I was like oh my God. And I went up to them and I was like really nervous. And he turned to me and he looked me right in the eyes and he just said, off. <laughs> um, it's a true story. Um, I just love that she decided to open the actors with that. And I don't reckon she checked with anyone. No. It felt very M. I and felt also, a kinship with Rebel at that moment. Just, you know what, I'm going to open with, I need a joke, I'm going to tell everyone. But she then went with the second fuck-off story with Russell Crowe. Yeah, told to fuck off down. again. It was double down. Yeah. But also, can I just say that Russell Crowe was never heard from or seen from again that whole ceremony. I didn't see him again. Because he came out and he gave the opening speech. Yeah, disappeared. And I was looking for him. I looked all around the drinks, looking for him, couldn't see him. Russell Crowe doesn't need to do the drinks. He doesn't. He's no, above he's all of that. you. Nice, no, done it. Now, you didn't win the category I think you should have won, which was Best Writer. <laughs> and so I know that you had multiple speeches memorised. And in our eyes, in the eyes of the Emsolation family, in the eyes of the Emsolation community, you are the best writer. So we have prepared for you <gasps> your own award. I'd like to announce the winner of Best oh. Writer in the history of the universe ever in the known and unknown <laughs> universes. Michael Lucas for the newsreader. Oh, oh, and have our Golden Globes girl bring oh, in your award. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. It's the, the inaugural Harry Styles Best Writing Award because Harry is well he's, known for his writing ability. He's deeply concerned about writing. He's got writing on his body. That's at, how much he loves look it. Look at that pensive gaze just waiting to be directed. Oh, so he's I, majestic. I thought perhaps you might like to give the speech. Just give the speech you perhaps had prepared. And look, if you want to thank me or look. your husband, Adrian, we're both here tonight, let me hand it to you. Okay. okay. And speech. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. This was worth it. I'm still word perfect. Much like the lead character in the newsreader, I'm just a massive nerd. 
And the best thing about this project was it brought out the nerd in everybody. And that began with producer Joe Werner, director Emma Freeman, two incredible women who are also majestic nerds. And our entire writing team, obviously 100% nerds. And just all the cast and crew, when they came on board the newsreader, they all came in looking so cool. Like if you look at Anatov and Sam Reid, they are cool cool looking people but within days they revealed their true nature which was beautiful talented absolutely unstoppable turbo nerds <laughs> and we all stayed up late at night researching and we dropped box vintage pictures of kerry o'brien and i thank them for their nerdiness and the abc thank you and my husband adrian kirilla <clears throat> and him too no no, no, no so i thank adrian is literally looking I'm at you i'm I, trying I, to help okay. you plus i was also lucky enough to marry a nerd <laughs> He uniquely was in a position to understand all my nerdy tendencies and he supported me through this whole time, even worked on the project, even filmed my behind the scenes uh, interview. So thank you, Adrian Chiarella, I dedicate it to you and, and M. Rossiano. Oh, thank God you got to me, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Provided some inspiration, this was not the speech, some inspiration for the character that Anatov played and my, my parents and God and wow! Madonna. Wow, okay, terrific. Well done, Mr. Oh, Michael Lucas, that is amazing. All right, we're getting into the podcast for real. It's been a huge week in popular culture. We do like to talk about it. And there was there was a penis. There was a big penis moment this week that we will get to. There, yeah. And I think possibly the second finest penis moment of the year. I think the best fictional penis moment, for sure. Okay, like, it yeah. was in a fictional context. Yeah. yeah amazing, an amazing I mean, moment I'm not picky fictional penises, real-life penises, no, whatever. No, you go them all. Sure, sure. Mm. But the first thing we want to talk about is my new obsession, and that is... Miley Cyrus and Magic Dick Davidson. Pete Davidson, oh my God, unstoppable. He's Amazing. unstoppable. Now, for those of you who don't know, Pete Davidson is currently dating Kim Kardashian. He, yes. So let's have a look at their definitely real union that is not set up by Mama Chris. I believe it, it's real. I mean, that is a believable couple. I won't have anyone say otherwise. Look at that man, just okay. floss Pete. Just Hickey. Hickey. We did some investigative journalism. That is definitely a hickey. I wouldn't put it above Chris Jenner to give him a hickey for believability. This is where they met on Saturday Night Live doing an Aladdin skit. Now, are you going to kiss me or not? I sure am, Jasmine. Yeah, so that's how they met. And so they're together, they're in love. Kanye's like begging Kim to come back, but she's getting that good dick. Yeah, And we presume. Miley Cyrus enters the group chat. Mm. And for me... This is very exciting because Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson are chaotic and cursed energy that belong together. And I think they will rip a hole in the space-time continuum, but I don't care. I want it to happen. So they're hosting an event together in Miami. New Year's Eve. Mm. So they've gone to promote it all on Jimmy Fallon. And, oh, my goodness, I'm obsessed. This is Miley Cyrus, as if they're not boinking. Pete Davidson, this song is for you. When I saw those photos... This is what I played. Oh, thank you. Sugar baby, Pete Davidson, how are you gonna do this to me? Oh, oh yeah, sugar baby. And I won't forget he's leaving that nice house restaurant. I'm going to watch a movie at freaking Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. And, and weirdly, I now love him. Okay, I fought it. I yeah. fought Magic Dick Pete. Like, yeah. I was like, this can't be a thing. This Magic Pixie Dream Boy, I can't do it. He's skinny. He looks like he needs a good meal. He needs a blue rinse in his hair because that's very yellow, that dye job. And then 
I saw this footage. Yeah. It, it, was this the footage that got you over the yes, line? Yes, but I, I, I would also add that I feel like I've judged him from stills in general and he I don't think he's a good still photo person. Right. But when you see it all, he looks just a bit sort of too much eyes, too everything going on. But when you see him in his element when he's on fire talking, mm. it's, he's much more engaging and, and plus this particular anecdote that he told. Yeah, let's go. I took Pete, I think it was your first time going to a gay club. Yes. Everyone loves him there. I loved it. Yeah, I, wow. felt like, I felt like the coolest guy ever. Yeah, at one point I looked over and Pete, I don't know if he was aware that there was like a penis on your head. Oh yeah, I was just like chilling there with like a drink. Like, you know, I never really go out and she was nice enough to invite me out and I was just, you know, sitting there. And for like, I guess 20 minutes, this guy's was just like on my shoulder. <laughs> I'm just like smiling over there and then I was like, uh, uh, wow! Yeah. <laughs> I had a bruise the next day. I, was, I don't know what it says about us that it took for him to allow a gay man's penis to rest on his shoulder for half an hour for us to realise the magic of Pete Davidson. No, totally. It feels on brand. No, yeah. my thing was, yeah, I've been to a lot of gay clubs and I can honestly say never once Me have neither. I been shocked by a penis on my shoulder. And also, I don't understand, how did that person get the height? Were they? Did they bring a little... Apple box to stand on. Yeah. I feel like he was probably sitting in a booth because he's a celebrity. And, and if like this person came behind the booth, unzipped the pain, gently rested it down, and it was a gentle motion because he didn't it had notice to be. it. He did not notice the, the, the penis coming in for landing. It's moon landing quality execution to get that happening. It was stunning. I mean, where's this person who did this? He's an artist. It's a true artist. Artist, uh, yeah, in the wrong context, could be up for assault, but in this context, we love him and it's made us love Pete Davidson. Yeah, look, can I just put it out there? If you're planning on putting your Don't penis. Don't do it. No, if you're planning on putting your penis on someone's Ask shoulder, permission. consent. That's right. Consent, 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 consent. You go up and you say, excuse me. I would like to put my penis on your shoulder. We, if you get a go-ahead green we light. We are a pro-penis-on-shoulder podcast, but only with consent. Thank you. <laughs> Let's rename it Pro-Penis Podcast. So I think... I think everyone knows that's the unofficial name. But here's my, here's my hot take. I think they've already been there. I think mm. I feel like they've already done it because they also have matching tattoos. Oh, I know, yeah. But he's burnt his off and she kept hers. That's right. And, and see, it was a fascinating move on her behalf. And firstly, I love her for singing that song and dedicating oh. it to him. But, as, and it was a brilliant viral moment, brilliant vocal performance. She just knows what she's doing. But, it, but she was absolutely still sending a message. 100%. Oh, totally, totally. But I love her for doing that. Yeah, My she's, God. She's not hiding it. No, she's absolutely. Like, let's do it. Yeah, we both know what's going on here. And also, good move, because I think Kim, we all know, what do you give it? I give it maybe six months. Well, I don't even know if it's a real thing now. Oh, okay. I just think New Year's Eve, Miley and Pete together in Miami. You know, I just think it's going to happen. I want it so bad. I want that relationship to be something that I'm watching on a reality TV show. <laughs> I'm obsessed I with it. I think you deserve it. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, now moving on. Sex in the City. And just like that, after all the years and all the changes, you're still you. Hello, lovers. Mm, tell me, now, just to be clear, this is going to be spoiler-free, is it? Well, I think... Can we even talk about it? I think we cannot reveal who died, just that someone did. Be aware of the fact that there will be spoilers. i got a surprise for you. Yeah. <laughs> Sex and the City is back and just like that. How many years has it been between the last episode and this one? Well, the, uh, the awful second sequel, I think, was about the 2000 movie? and... Lawrence of your labia? Is that that yeah. famous line? And Samantha delivered it. Lawrence of my labia! It was it around 2010? Somewhere mm -hmm. around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been 11 years That's since right. we've seen them. Yeah. And the world back. has moved on. Yes. And 
I have many emotions talking about the Sex in the City reboot. First of all, I'm going to start with the positives. It's going to be a shit sandwich, guys. So I love seeing three 55-year-old women as the main characters. Mm-hmm. Looking 55, except for Charlotte, but that gets acknowledged, which I love. Mm-hmm. I love the fashion and the shoes and the flowers at the funeral were great. Oh, they were beautiful. Beautiful, stunning. I think the whole, all of the decor at the funeral was pretty the, impressive. The, yeah, it was. Of it the was. character we can't name. But I'm scared. How did you feel about it? None of us want to say it. Say it. Say it. You're a writer. You've got an award. Well, I, look, I would have been interested if it was if it went more into their their actual sex lives, which it didn't. It was I, I felt I got more sex from Miranda's son than I got from anyone else in the so whole thing. So much sex from the teenage son. And I, f- I felt like they kind of, they, what they did was sort of they're putting them at odds with the modern world, and and it felt like each of them got a POC character in their world, and I, and that felt a, a little self-conscious. And then in addition to that, they all just fucked up monument. Like Miranda, she's a smart woman, and she was bumbling around through this situation saying all these offensive things, and there's part of me that liked that they were kind of like, yeah, they're Karens now. But, but I, don't, I don't know that I believed. But then in addition to that, I think your issue would probably be... They had to justify Samantha not being there. Oh, they fucked Samantha over. Fuck me badly once, shame on you. Fuck me badly twice, shame on me. I cannot. That character deserves so much more. And don't at me with your Kim Cattrall and now that. I'm not talking about Kim. I'm talking about Samantha. She was the one I related to most. Because looking back now is a little concerning considering the age I was at the time. Yeah. But I feel she like was... I'm a heady mix between Miranda and Samantha. I yeah, think totally. if you had to narrow it down. And the way they just kind of said, I didn't want her to be my PR agent anymore, so she moved to London. And then there was that bitchy comment, sexy sirens in their 60s are still viable over there. And I was like, oh, how dare you, lady? Mm. But I just feel like the character of Samantha, she would not have just cracked the shits with Carrie and then moved to London over losing a little bit of a job. She and, never judged. And Carrie felt like a bit of a pro bono side project, like when you helped me. You know, like when you steal lines from my life or when I get you to write songs. Mm. It's just a little thing we do for each other. Mm-hmm. I don't see Samantha moving to London because she's pissed off because Carrie doesn't want her as their PR anymore. It felt wrong. Oh, I know. And she was such an icon. <laughs> she was. She was, I mean, she literally called one of her love interests Friar Fuck. And for that, <laughs> she will go down in history. <laughs> she was. I felt sad for that character. But also, the the last five minutes of episode one destroyed me on a cellular level. Like, it was... I was happy for it. What? Uh, Yeah, no. Oh, fuck, you've got a heart like a swinging brick. I know, but consider my professional history, and I think you'll probably see You did kill Dr. Patrick on Offspring is what he's referring to, yes. I I think we're giving it away by now. But, um, but yeah, there was a a major death, and I felt like we needed a shake-up. I didn't want to see see those particular characters together for a whole season. I was bored watching them. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I know, brutal. It was brutal. It brutal. was, so, and I agree that it needed to happen. But why still, didn't she call nine one one? That is a really okay. Don't give it away. I mean, it could be anyone. We could be talking about anyone. Anyone. anyone, talking anyone. About, I mean, who could it be? Who could it be? Who could have died? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I'm not saying Big died, but he did. So if you clutch your heart, <laughs> you old man. <laughs> oh fuck off! You've had how long to watch it? You've. you've I had, don't believe in spoilers. You've had at least forty eight hours. Everyone knows that I believe in spoilers. I don't believe in it. Oh you my don't. god. Take responsibility for your life. That's You're right. an adult. Watch it live or stay off the internet. She doesn't believe in spoilers and she doesn't even believe in Western Australia being given a grace two hours. She doesn't even believe that. Nah. Nah. Take responsibility for your life. Stay offline. It's not my fault you've gone on Instagram if you don't want to know who won RuPaul's Drag Race. 
That's mm. your responsibility. Yeah, big die. So there big you die. go. If you clutched your heart and dropped dead right now, mm. like it just slumped over, yeah. I want you to know I would call emergency before I attempted mouth to mouth. Please like don't. there would be several steps I would take before I attempted mouth to mouth. You don't know it. I don't know it. No, please don't. I, don't I feel know like it. mouth to mouth is something you should know before you try it. Exactly. And I don't think Carrie knew it either. I don't think Carrie did. No, but that would have been gross. Like, because he was trying to kiss her and like, she's going, and he's like, it would have been a strange, it's not sexy. Mm. Nah, it would have been a weird situation. But I also like, I hadn't thought about the 911 thing actually, but it wouldn't have been for good television. I also had weird things about like she couldn't the talk Manolos. about. The Manolos. You know what I loved? Oh, they, they oh, the Manolo close-up. Yeah, no. Spare me. Yeah. The Manolo. She's, he's sitting in the shower. I'm sorry if you haven't seen it, but just move on. Get over it. Big diet. And I think it's quite frankly, I'm giving you a run up because I knew and I'm glad because if I'd have seen that dry, I wouldn't be here. If there'd been no loop, if I had to come in dry on big dying, I wouldn't be here. I'd be in the fetal position crying in a corner. So I'm glad I read so many spoilers because it's coming, it's coming, coming. And then when it came, I was still sad. I feel like that relationship was good for the Erst. He was the, awful to her. But then when they got together, boring. No, but he was also, let's not forget, he was awful to her. I also couldn't understand, at one minute she couldn't even talk about masturbation on a podcast. She was all, so suddenly got all, like I've seen episodes where she was genuinely contemplating whether she'd let a man piss on her, but all of a sudden she can't talk about masturbation. <laughs> and, but then, but then weirdly there's another sequence, which for me, I have to say, it tested me, where she asked him to masturbate in front of her. Oh. And it's not a, yeah, you remember that one. Yeah, why yeah. does that test you? I don't know. I just sort of felt like I didn't think I was going to tune in and see Chris North masturbating in front of Sarah Jessica Parker. And she stood on the bed. And she wasn't like, sort of, she was just sort of sitting there just watching him in a scientific How way. How would you watch Chris North masturbate? Like, what would your stance be? I'd say shut off all the light on me and is there some sort of curtain I can go by? Oh, that's not creepy at all. <laughs> no, I just don't think I ever really contemplated watching him, especially not these days. Uh, but terrible. It doesn't sound like ages. Yes. I don't want to get into that. But it just was... It's, anyway, he died two, sec two scenes oh, later. spoiler alert. Come yeah. on. Jesus. Yeah. She the, shouldn't have gone to that piano recital. Oh, oh, can we just talk about the worst character already for all of time, the villain, Charlotte. Honestly, I wish she'd die. I wish she would kill over and die in the street. That character, Harsh. the way she kept crying and making it about her, mm. she's a very unlikable character. I can't think of a way to redeem her. I cannot. You like her, don't you? No, I, I don't feel any uh, two ways about her. I mean, she's very judgmental about grey hair. I didn't like that aspect. No, that wasn't great. No. I didn't also believe that Miranda wouldn't be listening to podcasts. That's just not, not believable. But, but was it that... I couldn't understand whether it was the podcast of the young people's thing and I yes. can't understand. Was that what it was or yes. was it just podcast of, I don't know. And guys, I don't know if you know, but Carrie invented Instagram. Did you hear the way she talked about Instagram? It's for my Instagram. I know. Like it was like a conspiratorial secret in 2021. Yeah. Look, <sighs> did they feel like time travellers from the 2000s that had just been dropped here for sure? It was, yeah. But I just want to say overall, I We're loved it. We're watching every episode. I loved it. Every I'm obsessed episode. every episode. Yeah, I'm Thursdays. Gonna, yeah, all the time. We're going to get together. I'm obsessed. Will Aiden come back? Oh, my God. I can't wait. I loved it so much. I hated it so much. So yeah. there's a review of Sex in the City. It fuels us. Now... Some sad news this week from the world of Broadway. A musical that you and I are very passionate about. <laughs> What's so grave then? I have to really think about I'm what this is. I'm actoring. Give me my fucking yeah, okay. award. Sure, go. Some sad news. <clears throat> oh. Some sad news from Broadway. Some sad news from Broadway this week. A musical that we both found stunning has been cancelled after nearly 16 performances. And we think it should have gone on to like win Tony's. Oh, absolutely. Tony's. We had plans to go to New York to see Diana the musical. Pilgrimage. The Broadway spectacular. Mm. And it has closed after not even a month. 
I'm sad for the cast and I'm sad for the greatest moment ever in a Broadway show. And I think we... <laughs> now, if you recall, Diana had a lover called James Hewitt who people think might be Harry's father. <laughs> I definitely am amongst I, those I people. I can't believe there would be a listener of this you podcast who did shimmy. not recall that. You have that. to shimmy when you talk about Diana's lovers. James, James, was he an army situation? He was an army person, wasn't he? I just thought he played a lot of polo. James Hewitt? I don't no, know. I feel like he was a red-haired strapping. Okay, yeah. and looks very much like Harry. She and did have broad tasted men to give her credit. I don't think she I don't think Charles was ever doing it for Diana. I don't no, think, no, of course no, not. No, 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 no. But Dodie was different again. Oh yeah, she did. You're right. She mm-hmm. she did have a broad tasted men. So James appears in the musical. Well look, let's just let everyone see how James appears in the musical. Here comes James. Is there a Tony for topless pommel horse oh, riding? I because so. I tell you what. There should be a Tony, there should be a Kennedy Award, there should be a Pulitzer. I think my pants tonight are a tribute to that moment. I t- <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sad that it's closed. We did love it. And um, they did go down the kind of ironic route and they did try to say it was a comedy after it very clearly was not. I just feel disappointed that you didn't get an emergency call to fly to New York and take over the publicity for it because you would have done it. You would have been on that plane. Well, you've asked me to put on an Australian version. I think you should. And if there's one silver lining to this closure, I think it's that the musical should go to the performer who truly understands what she's working with and that's you. My only question is, which role should you play? Camilla. Uh, yeah, you say Camilla because she's the Rizzo of it. Yes. But I'm... There's Diana a has the in best... Camilla with Diana and Camilla. Yeah, that's oh, a beautiful lyricism. audition. But then, again, but then again, Diana does have good outfits. You could do her. And frankly, even the old. Barbara Cartland queen thing, okay, you could rock that. Okay, she's the queen. Okay, so you've jumped from Camilla to Diana to All the queen. It could be a one-woman show is what I'm saying. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't challenge me. I'll do it. You know I will. I know I will. I could, I could cast the whole thing, I really think. Who would you cast? Well, you did. What, yeah, Rob Mills as Charles. You and you and Char- you having an affair with Rob Mills. I can see it. I mean, I don't want to literally see it, but I could imagine it. Mm-hmm. Lu- I-, I went Lucy Durack, but even Christy Willem Brown. I reckon she could give you some good Diana mm-hmm. and Trevor Ashley as the Queen and Barbara Cartland. Yeah, both of them combined. I really think it would be huge here. Yeah, I'll, I'll look into that. And we love Stupid Camp. We'll do it. It'll be a hit here. We do love Stupid Camp. You'll turn it into a hit. I will. Before we move on to the awards for the year, there's been some Madonna action this week and I've never had so many messages saying we need Michael Lucas to comment on what's been happening with Madonna. Here she is. How old is Madonna? 63. Oh, it just kept it tight. She's kept it tight. Yeah. So... She's, I, I sense she likes the filter too. I mean, No, there's knows? no filter. I won't have it. How dare you, sir? <laughs> Now, she had to remove one of these photos. Well, Instagram removed Madonna, censored her. They did. She was not happy about it. No. She compared her plight to that of the Native American Indian on Thanksgiving, which was probably not the classiest analogy. No. But we still support her. We do. So, yes, yeah, she's had to put it back up again. But then, in a twist, 50 Cent yes. has slut-shamed Madonna. Let me tell you what he wrote. Under this photo... Yo, this is the funniest shit lol. That's laugh out loud, street talk. He wrote in the caption, that's Madonna under the bed trying to do like a virgin at 63. She shot out if she don't get her old ass up, L-M-F-A-O, laugh my fucking ass off. So he has been, he's been ageist. 
and yep. he slut shamed her. Yeah. Yes. Well, what's worse is they were friends. Of course, Madonna eighties. He was very two thousands. Both of but it, there was something that was really weird to me time wise about the two of them having a fight together. Mm. It was just two people from. It was it was it, it was kind of like if the Beatles and the Spice Girls suddenly got in a fight. Oh, Jesus. But I was there. Should for we wrapped with that comparison? Totally. But also they used to be friends. She kept making that point. She pulled up all of this footage of the two of them mm. saying how close they were. She mm. supported him, respected it, and so eventually she decided to do a, sort of an Instagram video post about it. Yeah. And we loved every single point she made. She did. Make an intriguing choice with the filter. Okay, so this is a message for 50 Cent. I want to respond to your response, to my response to your post, which was essentially you were trying to shame me. You were trying to humiliate me. Yeah, your apology is fake. It's bullshit and it's not valid. What you should be apologizing for is your misogynistic, sexist, ageist behavior and remark. I mean, was there a filter? I can't tell. <laughs> what the fuck? Why? Like, what she was saying was so great, but who at the last minute went, you know what we need? Googly eyes that make her look like a dead zombie. I'm going to say that, this, was, a, that was a Madonna captain call. <laughs> what? I don't think anyone advised this... that. I don't think there was a young social media team what? that said this is going to be improved by the Pixar filter. What? I just... We're going to make a statement against ageism and misogyny. What filter do we need, guys? I'm going to try and go the most generous response that I can, and I'm going to. Whoa, this is oh, being, you're relaxing Madonna, in. I need being relaxing. a Madonna fan. You've sometimes got to work for the most generous response okay. you can get. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Ready? Wait. Okay, go. Her thing was her, she was making a statement. No, please relax. Yeah. Making a statement about how he did benefit from it because it was on social media, and and do, getting attention on social media is its own benefit. And so maybe she was making an ironic statement about how people garner attention on social media. So she added a level of irony by using the Pixar filter. Or alternatively, she just had some sort of bung red eye and thought, what am I going to do about it? And she didn't have any Madame X little eye patches on hand, so she thought, I'm going to go the filter. I don't know. <laughs> but either way, I'm on board with her. Sure. I'm team Madonna in this dispute, no uh, question. Mate, no one is no debating one that. Everybody knows. She would literally have to kill someone live for you to ever not be. And even then... Perhaps you would be thinking she's She did want threaten to blow up the White House. And I was on board with that too. You were, actually. I just feel like in 2021, why are we still slut-shaming Madonna? You know? Aren't we done? Has she not done enough? Apparently not. There was also... And then subsequently this week, someone compared her, put up a picture of her at 63 compared to a picture of Nancy Reagan at 63. Nancy was all, like, in a comfortable jumper with a whole lot of kids around her, again, attempting to slut shame, but it backfired heavily. Because people compared their record on A's, but then more to the fact they dug up all this biographical data about Nancy that apparently she gave... How are you going to word this? Yep. Well, the polite way is to say she gave a lot of blowjobs in the 1950s and was renowned for it. And the unpolite way to say is she was a world-renowned cum guzzler. And that was why <laughs> Nancy Reagan. So that slut-shaming backfired. And someone did say, can you imagine? If we were going to take a poll on who was going to say cum guzzler in the Christmas special, I don't know. Can I just say? That Michael Lucas is not... We wanted to go. My mum is doing. My yeah. mum is sitting out there. She is. My mother has known you since you were eleven. True. <laughs> That's true. Oh Jesus! 
I've just got to compose. I can't believe you said that. Sorry. Okay, great. No, it's well, great. No, 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 no. Good, 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 uh, good, good. Look, this isn't the Delta Goodrum special, all right? Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> look, she was horrible to gay people. Let's put it in. Let's put it in. Oh, now you're playing that card because you're a gay <laughs> person. Okay, fine, great. <laughs> Terrific. Don't see that coming. Oh, oh, Jesus. Every time I say coming now, I'm just going to think of That's Nancy's right. face in that red sweater. Oh, God. Oh, well. On but that... also, everyone was oh, saying... Oh, it's going to keep going, guys. No, Don't worry, Trific. But yep. imagine if you were one of Nancy's great-grandchildren. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, someone's defending her on Twitter. And then you kept reading the comments. Imagine. You know what? what I don't think had. the answer to slut-shaming Madonna is to slut-shame no, Nancy. it's respect. And if Nancy wants to go around giving hot-quality BJs, who are we to judge? And, and there were, yeah, there were long descriptions of it in all of the threads. Oh, OK, great. Trific. Oh, my God, I don't know Anyway, That's Google what everyone's going to don't Google it. Moving on. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Okay. Oh, holy oh. night. <laughs> Sorry. Salad night. We will have a break before we go into the carols so that you can get the mental images out of your mind. I don't think that's ever been cleared. Okay. I'm going to need some industrial bleach and a hazmat <laughs> suit to get that Let's image out of my mind. Tone with the Merry penis Christmas! Go on. Okay. All right. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. I just need to compose. Just... Do you want me to do it? <sighs> yeah. No, no, I'm not giving you this as if. Fucking hell, you just went so rogue. All right. It's time. Moving into the best conspiracies. These are our awards, by the way, for the year. Oh, I'll do Patricia's. the resetting. I... Thank you. Best conspiracy of... <laughs> Imagine if we just sat on the project desk like this doing this. <laughs> do you think we're still going to get the pilot? I feel <laughs> like... Well, this is not gone up okay. shit creek. We're never getting a show now. You guys just have to turn up every month and pay your five dollars. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Here we go. Awards for the year. Best conspiracy of 2021. First nominee, we've got... The Dan Andrews faked his spinal injury. And he did not. And M was involved, not involved in... in oh, I did not push she, him down the she, stairs. No, but you were able to debunk the conspiracy theory. Yes, because my husband was in a bike accident that week and they were both admitted on the same day. Mm. Well, no, Dan was the day after Scott. And Scott was quite the celebrity on the ward because all mm. the nurses listened to our podcast. Mm. And then Dan came in and, mm. oh, God, Scott got dropped very quickly. No one mm. gave a fuck about Scott. It was all about Dan. Mm. And I saw Kath, his wife. Mm. So I can confirm he was there, definitely in the trauma ward, near my husband. So he was there. So one of the rare times in history where you're squashing a conspiracy theory. Yeah, normally I'm pumping them up. Exactly. Next nominee for best conspiracy theory of 2021 is... <gasps> Kim and Kanye. They're still together. I no. still think that's true. I think they're still together. I think they're just like, I think they're playing everyone. 100%. She's still Kim Kardashian West. She, like, she thanked him in her speech for fashion icon of the 21st century. Like, I just think they're still together. 100%, I believe it. I won't hear otherwise. And I really want Pete Davidson and Miley Cyrus to be a thing. Okay, next nominee. Oh. Britney's eyelashes. Britney asking for help in her eyelashes. This one, I, re I really wanted to believe. Like, you really did. Yeah. She was quite passionate about this. And, and as soon as we started speaking about it, I could see that she was... Uh, anticipating that, I, so she was. She screamed over me as soon as as I soon did. as it came up. I did. Um, all I had to say was, yeah. you don't honestly. I don't believe it. No, in her eyelashes, she has fashioned nine one one. She has. She did, and it's true. It's true. It's true. Shut up. Next nominee for a conspiracy series twenty twenty one. Wow. We're, hot Osland. This hot is Osland a picture guy. if you can't see it. Hot Osland guy and hot Brett Os Sutton. Hot Osland guy. 
Yeah. First thing is, weirdly, I've now realised that he's wearing the same suit I wore to the actors and maybe that was my unconscious motivation for getting it. Definitely. So Hot Osland Guy for us, I mean, he he's also in penis moments of the year, but Hot Osland Guy chose to wear very tight pants and he packs a wallop in the trouser area. And there was the conspiracy that Brett Sutton and Hot Osland Guy couldn't be on screen together because it was too distracting during they the press separated. conferences. So yeah. we only got them once together. Mm. and never saw them together again. I love that conspiracy. I believe it too. And the, the last one, what have we got? Oh, oh Italy. One of Italy's proudest moments. Yeah, the Italian Eurovision band Manskin, which we love. Uh, as they were announced as the winner, it appeared that the lead singer was snorting a fat line of coke from the table. He later said in the most Italian statement, no, I was looking at broken glass on the table. I was not looking at <laughs> And so then the Italian government said, well, drug test them when they get back, we'll be fine. And it will shock no one to know he was clean. He was fine. I believe it. I definitely trust the Italian drug testers, 100%. Look, it's time to announce the winner. And obviously it has Frickin to be, be Britney Spears. Yes, Britney, here she is. <laughs> 911 in the eyelashes. And a special shout out to the Emsolator who fashioned my uh, Britney's eyelashes to say I am Dolly when I was Dolly on The Masked Singer in the, one of the worst kept secrets of 2021, I believe. Uh, but here she is, here stunning. Oh, I hope, I don't want her to have a child with that man. I, unless no. she has an ironclad prenup. I don't trust the boyfriend. No, I know. Do you? Um, uh, not entirely. Sam Dastari? Yes. No, I've got a weird feeling. But, you know, I'm sure she'll just keep communicating with you via her All right, eyelashes. You <laughs> can call for help. All right, moving on to the big one. And the big one is the operative term here. Hello, Mum. Um, <laughs> best performance by a penis in 2021. Now, some of you may think 2021 was, you know, all about coronavirus, all about Delta. But no, in fact, it was very dick-heavy. It was a dick-heavy year, wasn't it? Was. It was. Mm. We, in fact, have seven nominations for this category. Um, incredible. People keep saying the future is female, but on the evidence of this, <laughs> you've done your best to do a, make a vulva heavy year in your past performances, but no, mm. this mm. year. There were some good penis performances. You can't okay. deny it. All right. Okay, uh, first nominee, Tony Armstrong. The veteran will be fit for the ashes. Payne has a bulging dick that has been... Disc that has been... That's a funny one. Payne has a bulging dick. Amazing. And didn't it keep on paying off? Just because, kept going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I really support that one. Okay, the next one, uh, Bailey Smith from the Western Bulldogs. Now, they had taken out the AFL Grand Final Thank You Sport Report. Uh, and he was out for the evening and... Those of you who've listened to the episode of the podcast know that I received a photo from an emsolator. And in this photo, the shorts were missing. And I was, look, my daughters are very big Bailey Smith fans. And I was faced with a choice no mother should face. You know, I have a, a supposed dick pic of their favourite AFL player. Do I show my daughters this dick pic? You know, and I really thought about it. So I thought I'll let them choose. Yeah. <laughs> So, I'm going to say I think there's a lot of people out there going, was this really a tough choice then? But anyway, good, no, good. Wasn't it that they you, they were present when you got it and saw it? Yeah. So was, it wasn't, you couldn't deny what no, you had? It wasn't was, that you got no. it and then thought, oh, should I show it to my daughter? No, 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 it was an instant. They knew what it was. It was like reflexes. That's right. You know, like, oh, mm. God, cock shot. Ah! I was like, I, it just came up on my phone. Like, because when you, when you get a message from someone you don't follow, the picture's blurred out. So I just had to give a little tap to check what it was. Tap, wang. And it was, it was enormous. 
was enormous. And so I took the phone to my cello and I said to her, Bates, I have a, a picture of Bailey Smith's penis on my phone and I don't think I should show you, should I? And I want you to know my 20-year-old daughter said, no, Mum, no. But no. we all know also hmm? Chella is practically Julian Assange. I mean, she would have found <laughs> it in about five minutes afterwards. <laughs> she did? Yeah. Of course she did. She did, she and did. And I'm sure when she was imagining seeing that particular wang for the first time, it was not passed over by her mother. <laughs> sure she imagined a different mode of delivery. But it turned out it was fake. Fake, oh. fake penis, so not in there. But I just want you to know, I went. It was, it was such a range of emotions that I went through that no mother should go through those. It was like Sophie's <laughs> Choice. I never want to see that movie. Don't tell me what it's about. I never want to know what Sophie's Choice was ever. Please don't ever tell me. The next one involves you. Oh, my friend. Yes, I was featured in DNA magazine and then the spread before I went there on. It was a spread. It was certainly a spread. Was this fine fellow who's now a follower of, of M he online? Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. his magnificent mesh white underwear. Yep. And when you flipped the page, you saw me in a silver and black parachute tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was stunning. It was a stunning moment. Yeah. White mesh underwear. More men should wear. You've got some white pants on tonight. It's like looking in a mirror. It is. Look at you. First time I've ever worn white pants. Oh, I couldn't wear white pants. No. Well, you know what? They're pretty, yeah. It's too high commitment. It's too much and pressure. And also, you're just worried about All like, the time. leakage, I frankly. leak everything. And also, oh, when gosh. I got here, they've been, you've been feeding me like raspberry-flavoured things, yeah. and we all know what that's going to result in. Like, I'm a little bit worried that, you know, I'm going to start urinating just raspberry. Are you? No, I'm fine, but I'm just worried about it. No, it's something you think you're about. You're really having some moments tonight that I was not <laughs> expecting. Like, I just... <laughs> Moving on. Oh, yes, uh, Donald Trump talking about his toadstool dick. Just like I just a, can't believe that was this year. A button on a fur coat, I imagine. Moving on. And Adam Demos in Sex Life. Was it a prosthetic? Was it not? OK, Australian man in the Netflix show... Sex life. Number six, hot Auslan guy. Out of respect, we're just showing the top half of him because he is a public servant doing a very important service during a pandemic, so we won't be showing his enormous package in his tight blue pants. You can find that online. It is quite good. And finally, number seven, a late entry. Just this past week. Yeah. In succession, Roman accidentally sent his father, Logan, his penis. It was intended for the character of Jerry, yeah. played by Jay Smith Cameron, and he accidentally sent it to his father in a critical business meeting. My daughter's just run over to look at that, so that's a little concerning, but okay, terrific, good. Hello, darling. Oh, she's there with my other daughter. Great, all right, great. And it's time to announce the winner. <laughs> okay, again, I just want to warn you, there is a very large dick about to appear. And also, you're, are you going to Merry Christmas! <laughs> And the winner is Damas' oh. sex life. Now, I need to Reveal. make... I yeah. need Wait, I need to make a confession before we show it. Oh, Mum, you might want to look away or you might want to look closer. I don't know. I never watched this video. I'm shocked. I couldn't. It was too much. I, I studied all the stills, but I've never seen the live-action penis prosthetic. Okay, here we go, guys. Here we is, the winner of Penis live Moment reaction. 2021. Oh my god, here we go, he's having a shit. Here we shit. go, yep. Holy shit, there's the, there's the husband in the background, which is super weird. The husband's just checking it out, checking yep, it out. Yep. There's his bum, there's his bum. Here we go, he's the husband's looking. Oh! <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> it still packs a punch. Can we go back? Can we go oh, back? Hang on, here we go. 
Is oh, it? Oh, this is leaving now. Yeah, walking out. But it's not hanging between the legs. Oh, the, the husband's like, God, that's oh, what I'm competing he's with. Like, I'm, I'm, at, I'm out of the right. Here we go. Here we go, here we go. Oh. Slow mo, slow mo. <laughs> is it real? Mum, what do you think? Is it real? She doesn't know. She doesn't know. I don't, I, I think that might be real. Do you? I do. Okay. I mean, in my extensive research, <laughs> now seeing it moving in the flesh, it does have a very lifelike kind of, you know, vibe. Mm, mm, mm. Do you feel it was real? No, I still think it was fake. Like, as someone who's made television, yeah. where does one source a lifelike penis like that? Well, I mean, you dispatch a full prosthetics team to start Would they mould that? Us? Is there a man out there who, do they have, like, a patient zero? Is there someone that they moulded off? They moulded off. You know when like, they or do... Or do they sculpt it? You know when they do, like, the Avengers, like, face stuff? Yeah. When they need to make the big dong? Is yeah. there a big dong model? I don't know, but... Uh, I'd like that job. But to be the big dong no, model? No, to... But to find them. And make the mould. Really? You'd have to just be studying. You, you have always liked craft. Light. You find it calming. <laughs> Although I would say that that particular craft job wouldn't be the relaxing the relaxing thing that a bit of painting of some wicker furniture would be. God, I've lost my thing. All right, now it's time to find out who has won 2021. 2021. Yeah, who won 2021? Here are the nominees, everybody. Coming up first, Taylor Swift. Oh, what a year. What a year. Yeah, what, she, did she do anything? Yes, she did. She, she re released -release her album. Of course she did. Yes. And then she added, she made a 10-minute version of that song. We all found out much more about Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm. Is that all you have to say about Taylor? What other stuff did she do? Sorry, what are you yelling? We hate him. My, my, my daughter said we hate Jake Gyllenhaal. Poor Jake. He's oh, had a, Jake anger. just forgot to give the give scarf back. Give back the fucking scarf. <laughs> Anyway, no, she took her power back. Yeah. She's a queen. She's a queen. She's a queen. Next. Ben Affleck. Ben fucking if Affleck. You had, if we'd been sitting here 12 months ago and you said Ben Affleck was going to have a good year, uh, no one could have predicted. No one could have predicted any of it. What a year. What a year. It felt like a conspiracy theory. It did. It was that wild. Holy shit. In fact, it was a conspiracy theory. Yeah. When you started saying, oh, Ben and J-Lo, are they getting back together? It sounded as ridiculous as when you say that, you know, Beyonce's sister had her baby for it. It seemed that out of range. I don't know anyone who says that. <laughs> Next nominee for winner of 2021 is Ash Barty. Recently oh. engaged, won Wimbledon. What a great year. Couldn't she's, have gone better. She's such an incredible... Her sister will be watching tonight, big fan of the show. Oh, yeah, the really? Barties love us. Really? We're big in the Barties. Oh. Ash sent me a message after Wimbledon, because I sent her a little text, well done, love to oh. jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, of course And she messaged back saying thank you very much. Every, every speech and everything she made faultless, perfect year. Yep. Coming up next for a nominee for person of 2020, Lil Nas X. Perfect. Stripper pole to I hell. Can't. Oh, just time after time after time. I don't think any pop star has, has just gone harder in 12 months just delivering content. Remember the one where he gave birth to his own album? Yeah. I mean, the one where he got married to himself. Yes. I mean, it was just, it yeah. was one great thing after another. Agreed. And coming up last, oh, the Free Liberated. Britney. I mean, the Free Britney movement, I need them on everything. The Free Britney totally. movement, they, they were very strong for 2021, but... There's one obvious winner that we did become very obsessed with, like the terrible tattoo on his back. He was a phoenix rising from the ashes. And we declare the winner of 2021 to be none other than Ben Affleck. Well done, Ben. They've taken out 2021. And I'm just, they haven't announced the wedding yet, but I'm very hopeful. No. And I want a crop top in the wedding gown. I need abs. Totally. I need abs and I need bum. I need, a, I need an arseless, like a chap style gown.
I want, she's got to give the people what we want. And I do want to know, do you think Ben's had the tattoo removed? So on Ben Affleck's back, there is a large phoenix rising from the ashes. I think JLo would want it removed. I mean, part of what's been so great about him uh, over this past year is that he's transformed on every front, mm. like socially, everything like that. But he's also got much hotter, which I think is her influence. So I think she'd be looking at that too, thinking, yeah, absolutely got to go. Mm. It's a long process. Mm. I don't know. Maybe they're just doing it bit by bit. Who knows? I don't feel like it's a Maybe team. she's got a makeup team that makes it, you know. I don't know, but I love them both so much and I wish them all the luck in the world. All right, I'm going to put my iPad down now because I'm fucking exhausted. It's been too much structure. Are you having any regrets so far? Are you worried? Yes. <laughs> just me and you. We're just on the podcast. That's right. Are you yeah, okay? Yeah, no. Are you I'm worried fine. about anything? Why now that you're looking at me saying that I am? No, I think I'm all right. We'd like to uh, talk to the Emsolation audience. We know you're out there. We'd like to know, does anyone have any questions? Lucy Gransbury, what's happening out there in Emsolation land? We know you're all watching live. First question off the bat. Okay, have I had an explosive period tonight? Thank you so much. Which uh, traditionally you have before any major no, performance. No, I'm very chill about tonight. Yeah, weird. I maybe, know. Maybe you should have been more worried. No, I was weirdly, like, looking forward to this. Everyone chose to kind of watch us tonight. And it's our first crack at it. And, yes, I fucked the opening and I'm going to stay awake all night going over everything meticulously and all the things I stuffed up. And that's okay and I won't sleep for a week and I'll want it taken off the internet. I'll probably cry and threaten to quit the podcast. But other than that, I think it's gone really well. <laughs> but I have not had an explosive period. No, thank you for asking. And now everyone's thinking about my vagine, which is lucky you. Oh, what is this? Dolly Magazine, circa 1997? Who is your celebrity no, hall I pass? No, I, <laughs> I don't. I, I honestly don't. It's not something that has been discussed. I know who your celebrity hall pass is. Who? Isn't it Brett Sutton? <laughs> <laughs> the chief health medical officer? I mean, you spoke about... Oh, Jock. Jock's on Frillo. Now it's appearing that I've got, yeah. You definitely have a type. several. Yes, is that your... That would be it, Jock, wouldn't it? Oh, look, sure. I mean, I do, should you make a realistic hall pass or should you just be... I mean, no, you could put Harry Styles on it. But oh, then, sure. I really don't think it's going to be any he danger. He does like an older lady, so you could be in. What was your personal highlights of 2021? Well, oh, in this podcast, this right here is one of them. Yeah, th that was pretty good. Yes. This was pretty yeah, great. Yeah, the newsreader. This and, was pretty great. Yeah. No, I had two shows come on in the one week and then and then also this this is pretty on top of all. Em and I on one Sunday Are you going to do this? What? I love how smug we are. Go, Smuggity Smugson. No. Go. Well, I mean, no, do you it, know. do it, do it. Very relatable. Go. There was one Sunday night where the newsreader was on mm -hmm. and then we didn't know it was Em, although you all knew it was Em. Everyone knew it was Of course you knew it was Em. Yeah. She, was, she was doing Singing Dolly on Mars Singer and, mm. like, I felt like this is a moment, like, where we've got between us, like, well over a million Australians are just watching the two of us. Yeah, we were wild. on two of your shows and I was on two nights that week, so there was four shows on national television dominating that Michael Lucas and I had, like, just... All of our shit involved. Exactly. In it. And then the doing. awards came up and Adrian also got nominated. I mean, yeah. that's uh, maybe it'll happen again, but it was pretty wild that it happened. So yeah. that was a, yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty good year. Yeah, that's good. My personal highlight, I, I don't know, this, my children, I should probably say my children, but oh, I don't know. Shit. Getting through the year. Have we nearly? I'm crawling. I'm so tired. The Masked Singer. Singer. Yeah, yeah, the Masked Singer was good. Yeah. But I'm just sick of getting second. Got second on the Masked Singer, second at the Podcast Awards. Glad you won something. I mean, your win is my win. So. That's true. Yeah, no. My singer was great. It was, it was good. And I only did it because you told me to do it. Michael has been pushing for me and I said, no more reality TV. Reality TV, Masked Singer is for the start of your career or the end of your career, not when you're doing well. Uh, so, yeah, probably that. 
just, I think the fact that we both managed to keep going during the pandemic is, I, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Considering the field that we work in, that for me has been, I mean, I've been hustling like a motherfucker and just like, trying to sell everything I can get my hands on. So thank you all <laughs> for coming to the party, especially tonight. So do we have one more question, Luce? What do I really want for Christmas? I really, <laughs> I just, I just really want my house, every room to be clean. I don't care how sad that sounds. Scotty, I don't want shit candles. One year he bought me like white candles with no scent and he wrapped them in newspaper. Please don't, please don't do that. Please just clean the house, like every room, like no secret junk room. Like no, don't shuffle it from room to room. Every room spotless. All I want for Christmas is a fucking clean house. No dog piss smell. Just like the, all the cupboards cleaned, all under the beds, just everything just stunning, just like a, like a display home. Upstairs, the roof, the costume cupboard, everything merchandised. It's not too much to ask, please. Please, just can you clean the fucking house? I love you so much. <laughs> what do you want? I want a record player, all right? That's what I want because I'm officially a Northcote wanker. Oh, my God. Mm. That's what I want. I just feel like this has been very scattered. Everyone wants it more regularly. Oh, now you're talking. See? Would you all be prepared to pay for this, say, once a month? They are absolutely great. Well, we have your credit card details, so we'll be doing that. <laughs> this is Emsolation. Wow, what an extravaganza. I hope you enjoyed that. Remember, you can go and watch it, or if you've already watched it, you can watch it as many times as you want up until Sunday, where it will disappear into the ether forever, never to be spoken about again. Now, the thing I wanted to talk to you about in the outro, and I remember I told you you've got to keep listening, is while we're having a break, you're going to be getting an Emsolation In Conversation summer series. I was meant to interview 10 people, but after four, I really just couldn't stop crying because I was so tired. And I just decided to do something very un-M and I decided to let myself off the hook and give myself a break. So the four interviews I managed luckily for you and I, are the foremost extraordinary chats I've ever had. And I include my interview with Pink in that one. I spoke to Melissa Leung, MasterChef's Melissa Leung, about everything from feminism to representation to the way she's constantly written about in, in the Daily Mail. And it's one of the most extraordinary chats I've ever had with any Australian celebrity. But then I backed it up chatting to Virginia Gay, who is a, a, a triple, quadruple threat She's an actress, of course, started in All Saints. You know, I love, you know, I love a medical drama. You know, country practice. <gasps> Rest in peace, Molly. ER, Grey's Anatomy. Like, I love it. But she is a playwright and a composer and an actress and one of my favourite humans. And we had an incredible chat about turning 40 and feeling powerful and we both walked away saying, God, that was a therapy session. And then I spoke to Anthony Fields from the Wiggles, the Blue Wiggle, the Founding Wiggle about mental health and imposter syndrome and working with kids and his family and how much he struggles despite being appearing to be the happiest person alive. And I walked away from that interview just with chills the whole time. And then... Jamila Rizvi, one of my best mates, one of the most inspiring women, and I don't say that lightly, I know. So you're going to get four, I'm going to say it, life-changing interviews. And I call this group of people my big thinking, well, not my big thinking, well, they are big thinking, my big feeling light seekers. And all of them fall into that category. All of them 
feel things pretty hard and somehow manage to turn those big feelings into pockets of light for other people to step into. And I'm very much attracted to those people. I try to be one of those people. So I'm really proud of the four I managed. <laughs> I don't know which one I'm going to give you first. I'm going to sit through, I'm going to ruminate in them, I'm going to edit them with Zeke, but I'm promising you, you're going to walk away from every single chat with a bit of a spring in your step, feeling a bit lighter. I promise, I promise, and you know I don't do that lightly. All right, that's enough. This is the last regular emsolation for the year. I again want to thank my incredible team, you know who you are, and all of you, and we'll be back January some kind of date. I don't even know, like around the 20-something. We'll give you plenty of notice. Season three is going to include Chella fact-checking Michael and I after podcasts. There's going to be more guests. We're going to be changing things up. We're going to be doing more TV versions of the show. We've got some big things planned for 2022. You have a great break. Be safe. Keep your sanity. Protect your peace. Don't let anyone be a dickhead. Don't you be a dickhead because sometimes when you get around your family, the dickhead comes out. I love you all and I'll see you next year. Bye, guys. I'm not saying guys anymore. I can't end it on not being inclusive. You know how I feel about the word guys because not everyone, it's not good, it's gendered. Goodbye, my pals. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Emsolation with M. Rossiano is a Spotify exclusive podcast hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley. Produced by M. Rossiano. Edited by Ezekiel Fenn at Entente Music. With videos by Liam O'Brien. Socials by Marcella Rossiano Barrow. With assistance from Jem Evans and Georgia Watts. Plus occasional technical wizardry, wine, and coffee from M's dad, Vince. Get more Emsolation by following the Emsolation podcast on Instagram, where you can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. You can join other Emsolators at the Emsolation group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. If you love what we do, share this podcast with a friend and make sure you're following us on the Spotify app. Thanks for taking time out to listen to this week's episode and we look forward to chatting with you again soon.